0: Hello everyone, I'm John and you're listening to That's What We Do. Now, uh, today we're going to, this is well basically the sixth episode of our podcast and if you've been following our conversations from episode one, you'll notice that we sort of did not release any episodes last week. Now, the reason for that is because we were in a mid-season uh, break, uh, but fret not, we're going to continue now and you've got a, a set of really interesting conversations coming up from this episode onwards. Now, today, I'm, I will be speaking to Kana, who is a trans woman in Malaysia, and we're going to be talking about the unique experiences she has been facing and and a little bit about the, uh, you know, the, the social situation and the discrimination that she would be facing. And we hope to really highlight uh, her story in, in a way that would bring awareness to the rest of us. Now, uh, I would also like to, before we start, I'd also like to uh, uh, let you know that there there might be a little bit of static or, you know, a little bit of technical difficulties with the audio at the start, uh, which were unavoidable. But nonetheless, I assure you that the content can be still clearly heard. So I hope, I really hope you do enjoy and you do find this uh, useful to you. Now, without further ado, let's move on to the episode. Today I'm with Kana, who is a trans person, and she's also a computer programmer. And today we're going to talk a little bit more about, you know, uh, what's life like to be a trans person in Malaysia. And this is a bit, a bit of a, uh, well, I would say to some degree, it's a bit of a controversial topic because you know the subject is quite controversial in this part of Asia. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to ask Kana to start by introducing herself. And maybe you could also start by by uh, letting us know some of the the limits, some of the things that you do not want to speak about in this session, so that we would be able to draw some clear boundaries as well. So Kana, off to you.
1: Yeah. Hi. Yeah. My name is Kana. Um, uh, I born in Malaysia, raised in Dubai. Uh, so not really a Malaysian, I suppose, uh, because spent most of my life in uh, Dubai actually. And so, the stuff that I feel um, that I won't be talking about um, or don't want to really go into is my medical history. Um, Usually, that's a very touchy subject for trans people, which we can talk about. Um, And I am not going to talk about my LGBT community. Um, I'm not going to be giving names uh, just for their safety, you know.
0: Right, because, right. So yeah. so you're gonna you're going to, you'll still talk a little bit about
1: them, but it would be anonymous. Is that correct? Anonymous, yeah.
0: Okay. Um,
1: the, uh, like the uh, people I've spoken to, people I've hung out with. Um, those guys uh, are doing a lot of good work, uh, I believe, <laughs> and mm. they tend to already get into a little, a little bit of a deep water, and I just want to protect their overall identity in case, uh, yeah.
0: Okay, sure. This, uh, yeah. Right. So, so I, I, I want to start by just asking you a very general question uh, regarding your experience as a trans person,
1: yeah. and
0: you know, uh, given given that it's it's definitely not easy. I mean, the discrimination is truly one of the I would say the the, the key, uh, you know, facets of your experience as a trans person, but I, I want to ask a little bit about since since you spent like most of your life in Dubai, mm-hmm. but you're also born in Malaysia and then now you're back in Malaysia. So what is your experience like uh, in Dubai versus Malaysia? Like, is there a difference in terms of how trans people are treated and in terms of how you were uh, treated in, okay, in those so, two countries? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So um, I kind of found out in the last years of me being in Dubai um, that I was trans. uh, I would say like uh, I stayed in Dubai for one or two years with me actually knowing I was trans and uh, I didn't uh, uh, perform my identity. I didn't do anything, anything whatsoever that that would like clock me as an LGBT person, you know, because Mm -hmm. in Dubai, it was very, it's, it's a, it's a scary place for LGBT, you know, Um, best case scenario, like my whole family gets deported to Malaysia. uh, My family loses their job and my brothers loses, um, all my brothers and family like loses the education uh, that they're doing at the time. And we will just have to be forced to go back worst case scenario, um, I get executed. uh, So, (laughs) you know, it was not something I was planning on, you know, it it just the math didn't add up in my head, even though I was really depressed. um, Even though like uh, depression was worsening, there were nights where I just there, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't, uh, you know, it it was just very uh, depressing time. Uh, So I did try my very hard, uh, very best. I grew up my hair while I was in Malaysia. I mean, while I was in Dubai, mm-hmm. um, I, I try, I wore clothes at the, you know, at, at midnight when no one was around to see me. Right. So,
0: so you basically dressed as a, a woman in midnight, but in the daytime you would dress more like more masculine. Yeah.
1: At midnight you uh, in my room lock the door you know <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: i didn't even come out to my parents while i was in dubai um mm-hmm. i was scared like okay if i come out to even them i was scared to be thrown out of uh, um the household of course i love my parents um and it might uh sound a little bit harsh mm-hmm. uh, that i say that about my parents but uh when you're in a very like in a scenario like that uh you really can't predict, right? You don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, you don't know how like your parents would react, right? Um, uh, like their own child being uh, born as a trans person. Mm-hmm. So it it was it it was it was hard lah. Like uh, not to know what's gonna happen when you come out uh, with your gender identity. Mm-hmm. Um, Even if they do accept you, is there going to be like some, you know, some weird uh, sort of disconnects? I I just didn't want so many of the um, of the stuff that comes uh, like the negative stuff that comes with coming out. Uh, Will I uh, get put into conversion therapy? I had no idea. So my plan was to move to Malaysia, move to a, a different country, not like any country. Where I can perform my identity alone um, mm-hmm. and live independently. That's why one of my biggest uh, goals in life was to com- be completely independent. Um, I wanted to live completely alone, completely independently, so that I can, uh, if shit hits the fan, if I do get like thrown out of my uh, house, uh, get disowned by my family, at least I can live by myself, you know. Um, and right. it was, so independence
0: mattered to you. Uh, it mattered yeah, deeply to you. Yeah, it,
1: I think hmm. it also like um, got added on to the fact because uh, I always lived with my mother. Like I was the only child that completely lived with my mother. Um, hmm. My small brother lived with, uh, with uh, my aunts at some point and my big brother like uh, always like went to my cousin's place. So Uh, I was the only one who was always with my mom, even though I really enjoyed being independent. Like I I loved going on school trips, you know, I loved staying over at my friend's house and I was the only one who did those kind of activities, you know, my big brothers and small brothers don't really feel comfortable uh, staying overnight at someone else's place, but I I loved it, you know, staying away, uh, staying independent, not staying away, but staying independently, oh was uh, like a big it was really fun for me i i i loved doing that so i think right. that also on to the fact you know
0: mhm mm-hmm. I, I have a question for you because i uh, i've been hearing what you you mentioned about how like uh, about 2 years ago right you sort of discovered yourself as a, a trans person
1: um 2 years ago is when i started my transition uh yeah, when was, you
0: started your transition right yeah. so so can you tell me a little bit more like what made you start your transition at two years ago like and also how much earlier have you sort of uh, you know have you sort of thought that you or had the feeling that you were likely uh, a trans person uh,
1: I don't I can't remember on the top of my head when exactly I started have, having my uh, uh, like uh, that I knew I was trans the exact date um, because there was an exact date where I knew I was trans. Um, I can get that up for you, but uh, it's going to take some time. <laughs> but, but roughly, like, yeah. like, you
0: know, like, I, I mean, I don't really need an exact date, but, you know, yeah. like, how old were you? Like, when, when you first discovered that? Mm, I um, just finished like university. So uh-huh. I think I was like around
1: 21 years old, I think.
0: Right. And, and before yeah. that, you didn't have any, uh, I would say, inclinations to, uh, to be a trans person
1: so i had the signs i definitely had the signs uh-huh. uh, like i i, I exhi- as i actually exhibited some of the ex- most extreme signs of being mm-hmm. a trans person um j- but because i lived in dubai um i was not made aware of this you know right. uh, and, and i've what, never what interacted the signs with it. maybe Sorry?
0: maybe for you know for for the you know for the sake of everyone
1: listening mm, maybe you sure.
0: could let us know like what were the signs
1: so like i always assumed um that, I uh, like everyone had the, like every guy ha- had the um sort of desire to be a woman. That mm. that was always, you know, I, I I I thought everyone had that, you know. I I would have like. Long hours of just deep thinking of what it would have been like if I was just born a girl and lived my life as a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine scenarios, you know, all of this stuff. And uh, yeah, and it sort of built upon that. Like, if you check out all my game characters, it's probably the most feminine characters you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. And that's me sort of like portraying my imagine imaginative version of myself right and it's always how
0: how old were you like when when you first started having these fantasies of being a woman and imagining and stuff
1: oh that dates all the way back when i was like a little kid i think like when i was like uh, nine years old i was already having these thoughts okay Um, okay yeah Mm -hmm. i was just not aware that i was trans you see like if i knew this all meant that i was trans i would have identified it way way back when you know Um, Mm -hmm. But because I was not like aware of uh, all of this, you know. And what
0: made you aware? Like what what was the the turning point for you?
1: Um, I I think when I started like going into a few uh, LGBT communities as an ally, I I wasn't going there because I was like, you know, um, uh, I, I was trans or LGBT myself. I actually was quite straight until quite recently Uh, i i just kept on going to lgbt communities and talking to a lot of lgbt folk and i tend to see like the jokes that trans people make Mm -hmm. and for some weird reason all of the jokes that they made related to me so hard and i i was just like i I, i told one of them like uh hey guys I I don't know why all of your jokes just sound so relatable to me and and I just nervously laughed and then there was and then they just said uh yeah you better like figure yourself out you know and then I was like okay yeah And, and then those ideas got me thinking and then I just you know decided okay you know what I'll just do like a fun little quiz like you know nothing like you know medically researched but it's just like a fun little quiz to see if you're trans and i passed with flying colors (laughs) right
0: (laughs) okay it was Mm -hmm.
1: just like yeah you're definitely trans and and then i thought i i i just saw it as a joke so i just you know started like um then started like looking at like what trans people feel um the signs of being trans and then I'm like going down the list and it's like, I'm just checking every single box, you know, gender dysphoria, thoughts of being a woman, always having, um, always having like characters in your head, or always imagining a scenario where you were a woman, how you would love to be treated as a woman, how if you were given a pill uh, that you could swallow and it will treat turn you per- into a woman like completely with uh, society mm. accepting you completely um all of these thoughts like all of these were uh like clear signs and all of them is what i exhibited uh throughout my life and when i saw that uh i, I was kind of shocked Th- there's also like one sign where you try your best to display your masculinity just because you're uh, so afraid of your feminine side showing you know and -hmm. that was true because i used to uh i i I was a rugby player i used to do judo um i used to do basketball i i was bulking up um Mm -hmm. a lot a lot of my life I, i i tried my best to be as masculine as possible just just to hide the fact that i was so feminine like can I ask any of my uh, femi- uh, of, uh, my like best friends uh, or uh, best long friends uh, they, they would like know that I'm, I'm like quite the feminine person, but um, mm. I would behave so masculine just because of this, you know. Um, and yeah, the, those signs were. Uh, once I saw the signs, the realization kind of hit me hard. Like, oh wow, shit, I'm trans. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, I'm living in Dubai. Oh, oh shit, what am I going to do? <laughs> All of these kind of like hit my head. I, I I was fast on accepting that I was trans, but I was very doubtful of my future. Mm. I, I thought that I, I would never be able to live as a woman. Like, I already like sort of like came... Came in terms with that knowledge, you know, I, I was quick to already like accept that fact, like, OK, I'm trans, I'm, but I'm probably not mm. gonna be able to be living as the identity that I want.
0: Right. So so this is this is really interesting because, OK, from from what I'm hearing from you, right, it, it's pretty clear that you always had this inclination, mm-hmm. but it because it was never accepted or it was never OK, it was never normalized in society. Therefore, you unknowingly sort of repressed the whole. Uh, yeah. You know, you repress whatever that you had until, until you reached a point where you had a community that, that sort of gave you a sense of acceptance and also taught you how to, to find yourself to some degree, right?
1: Yeah. Um, I, mm. I, I, I think it's uh, just... I think the lack of representation of a trans person... Uh, if, uh, if I knew what a trans person was and if they weren't painted in such a negative light I would have definitely identified like way earlier on about about my identity Mm -hmm. and it would have saved me a lot of pain as well Um, my gender dysphoria was was like really really bad it was like hitting me quite hard during my high school years Um, Mm -hmm. I just didn't know it was dysphoria like it was connected to dysphoria my depression got really bad I, I would always just sit in my room not having any goals in life just completely mm-hmm. aimless, thoughtless, just because I just, I didn't know what to do. Like, I just wished I had a better life. And by a better life, I literally just mean, I just wish I was born a woman. I, it was kind of crazy, like thinking back of all these times where it could have, it, it should have been obvious. It, it, it should have been obvious, but I w- it was just so blinded because of the community I lived in. Um, just i w- i guess i just never um thought uh, like you know th- thought of the possibility of me being trans yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so so
0: basically it's like although although you sort of you you tried to pretend that there was nothing but it wasn't helpful because it was leading to depression and and you know
1: it yeah.
0: it, it sort of like ruined your whole mental state so to speak right yeah it
1: and- it it really did destroy my mental state uh there are times yeah. where it it got better um Like there are times where I felt, um, I I wasn't always depressed. Uh, I I was kind of a a happy person, you know, I I was a very cheery person to my family. So when I told my family that I was like in depression, they were shocked to find that out because um, to, to them, I was always a very positive person. People... Uh, loved being around me because of how cheery I tend to be you know like uh, I tend to be very uh, happy happy-go-lucky sort of person they would, so, so they would sort, sort of like come to were... me to talk and talk to me be- uh, just because I'm like that you know
0: right it's sort of like you were happy in front of them like you, ha- you, you, you put on a happy face to society but deep
1: inside you were actually struggling with this Yeah. And I didn't know I was struggling with it, actually. I I, I tend to be I even wrote a poem about it, actually. uh, I I think it encapsulated my um, feelings quite well. I I was basically like putting a smile for everyone. um, But I was like really hurting. And even I didn't know that. And it's, it's, it's really hard to like verbalize how I felt. But
0: and has that improved ever since, like you, you know, you discovered your identity? Let's say, has oh, that, defi- has that oh def-
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. Like me living, mm. I feel like right now I am probably living my best life. I, 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 love life. Every ever since I, I, I became a, a, like, like you know, I, I, I started living my identity. Mm. Um, I, I started loving every part of life. Um. If anyone knows me, I, I I will always go talking on and on about like how I love life. I'm so afraid of death because life is so enjoyable and I just mm-hmm. want to keep living it forever and ever just because right. of how happy I'm feeling right now. I, I Maybe this is a temporary high. I'm not so sure. But this is this sort of happiness I've been feeling ha- has been going on for like three years, uh, two years or so, you know, since I started transitioning there are times where I feel a little bit dysphoric, you know, mm-hmm. when uh, I, 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 I get like depressive moods, those times do come. But I would say that even at my worst case of depressive moods now, it still does not even compare to uh, the days back then, you know, um, it's much better now, much, much better now especially like when I'm going out and I'm completely treated as a woman, uh, it, it feels amazing, feels wonderful, honestly. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the well, feeling is amazing. Like it's, it's, exa- mm-hmm. it's exotic. I, I don't know. I, I don't think I can uh, properly like uh, put in words on how it feels unless you have the feeling uh, to yourself. I think a good way to visualize is imagine working in a job you hated your whole life But you're forced to work because that's what like society expects Mm -hmm. from you. And -hmm. you have to work every day, clock in those hours. And, you know, those jobs did come with a sort of privilege, I suppose. You'd be accepted to society. You'd be, uh, you know, you'd be a person people would actually want to talk to and associate with you. But suddenly uh, you realize that you're in such a shit job and you move into another job now then the other job is not so glamorous you know uh, there's a lot of um, stuff that comes with it but ever since you started uh applying for that job and you left your old one you're just such a happy person now imagine that but not in a job level but as a life you know something you have to mm-hmm. do you have mm-hmm. to perform every day I, I think that's the best way for a cis person a cis being uh, someone who i who is uh, assigned uh, their gender at birth and still lives that gender? Uh, those are cis people, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a cis person like identifies. Um, so so uh, that is uh, the sort of um, a best visualization I like can give cis people. You know, um, right? Yeah.
0: Well, I have a, I have a few questions because I'm I'm hearing your story and I'm um, uh, a lot of a lot of people who let's say people who would disagree with uh, the, the whole idea of being a trans person, you know, and, and you know, there's, there's a lot of people like that. Yeah. So, <laughs>
1: yeah. so if, one of them.
0: yeah, well, so, so if, if they were to be listening to your story, uh, they might, they might think about, you know, like you, you've been male all along uh, and then suddenly it's like, after your exposure to the LGBT community, yeah. You started adopting a uh, 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 trans identity, let's say, right? Yeah. And, so, and so the accusation there, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm basically playing devil's advocate here. But so the accusation there would be that you became trans because of your exposure to the trans, to the trans community and the LGBT community. So how would you counter that? And, and what would you say to them?
1: So I think uh, I would either realize now or I would realize like 20 years down the line I think it was an inevitable because my feeling was there. All my feelings were there since I was a little kid. So mm. it's, it's just a, a, like a matter of time, you know, like about self-realization. Um, of course, the community helped me identify it. That's true. Like, and they didn't explicitly say that I'm trans as well. They Trans people would never like say you're trans. Uh, They're very careful in doing, doing that because they don't want to... Enforce an identity onto you. They're very particular on that. They would rather you realize it yourself. So mm-hmm. it was just me asking questions and getting the answers. I um, always, I, 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 really do believe, like, no matter what, what, what would have happened when I, I, I was going to be trans, whether I liked it or not, whether now, um, like very or very late into my life, I am a little bit sad that I. Uh, like you know, transitioned a little bit late because uh there are certain like features, like puberty obviously. Um I'm I'm still like quite early into my transition, I'd say like, you know, just two years is I, I I I would consider that like a little bit like, you know, still on the early stages. Um mm-hmm. but uh, like there are like irreparable damage that has been done because I have gone through puberty as a guy. Like, you know um like voice training uh, it, it took some effort you know it was mm-hmm. not easy like transitioning from what my voice is now to what it was back then I used to be, have like one of the deepest voice I, I I used to be uh back when I was uh singing my um music classes I, I was the deepest I, I would be singing the deepest pitched vocals you know mm-hmm. at that that's sort of like the uh A difference of vocal like the vocal pitch alone like voice training alone I had to do all of this um so yeah I I would I would say to that point that I've always been trans and I would uh, either be trans now or I would be trans like 20 years down the line or something um it's just like uh this community helped me realize a little bit sooner and I'm very grateful for that because usually the late uh, the later in life uh that you transition the harder it is is gonna be you know uh to to sort of reverse some of the effects of puberty and stuff I'm, I'm not I'm not like uh, deterring other trans people in uh, transitioning um because it is possible for you to Transition at any stage in your life And look completely beautiful It just <laughs> tends to be like um, it, it tends to be very it, Much easier to transition Like during your puberty stages You know?
0: Right, and, and I'm also a little bit curious Because, okay, so I mean, in, in a way you do make sense When, when you talk about, uh, you know Transitioning earlier uh, It would be a lot better for the individual If the individual has already Sort of, uh, you know they, they sort of know that they are trans yeah right and then it'd be a lot easier because you know before puberty and all that and yeah certain things are irre- irreversible and and so on but but i've i mean like one one of the questions that that keep ringing in my head is is about uh gender fluidity mm-hmm. so i've also i mean I, I i know like a few trans people who uh you know they they sort of uh go in and out so it's like they 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 have this certain fluidity aspect to their gender presentation such that they transition and then detransition and then transition again and so on. right? So okay. I, I, I want to ask, like what are your thoughts about uh, gender fluidity? Uh, yeah, yeah, what, what, what are do your you thoughts? Mean
1: about by detransition and transition, like do they stop their transition, or do, do, do they like they
0: actually, they actually sort of transition back. And then transition again and, and so on. So so it, I it,
1: think what you mean is that they are presenting masculine one day and they're presenting feminine the other day. Is that what well
0: yeah? So so there there are some there are some who, who do it like sort of like on a on a daily or even weekly basis, right? But then there are there are also some who make bigger decisions like like medical decisions. Mm-hmm. So they transition and then after some time they detransition. So so it's called detransitioning as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so so I'm I'm just curious to know what your thoughts are on on gender fluidity and how does that fit within the whole picture? Because right now, on, on the one hand, I see you sort of advocating for the idea that early transition is good, and I understand that from your perspective because yep. it, it's it's helpful for people who experience their sexuality or their gender like you. Yeah. Right? But but what about these these other groups of people? And and what are your thoughts about this in general?
1: So um, detransitioning, um, I live in a vibrant, uh, I mean, I've been in a lot of trans communities now, like a lot. And I still have not seen anyone who detransitioned mm-hmm. personally. And data shows that like detransitioning is actually on the like low end of, of things. Right. Usually when a person detransitions, it's because they're forced to. Uh, mm. uh, by society or s- some other factors. They don't choose to detransition. They are forced to detransition. Mm-hmm. If, if we're talking on like medical terms of detransitioning, yeah, a lot of my friends detransitioned actually because their parents took away their hormones or like, you know, like beat them every time they like tried presenting femi- uh, s- uh, some sort of femininity. And that's depressing, you know. Um, so I've, I've I've experienced those, and uh, and I'm aware of those. But it, it tends not to be the case that the uh, individual wants to transition, in right. my experience, and in the data that shows as well. Um, also about gender fluidity, I think that comes under um, uh, the gender spectrum as well. But think I think it tends to be non-binary peeps who just uh, either has uh, feelings of b- presenting one gender uh, one day and then presenting another gender another day. And my friend is actually uh, gender fluid. Uh, mm-hmm. sh- they uh, sort of um, would uh, present uh, uh, masculine one day, but present like completely feminine the other day. And it helps because uh, she-, she normally goes by she, her pronouns, by the way. Um, so I'll use she from now on. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. she usually... Um, She's okay, uh, she's okay with the fact of being called a chicken stuff. But there are times when she just wants to be completely masculine, completely be seen as a dude. And mm-hmm. it helps because she has broad shoulders like me. Uh, she, uh, well, used to have, uh, I used to have broad shoulders, but yeah. Uh, she, she has like really broad shoulders. And when she wears a hoodie, she can easily pass as a dude. And I, I think... To, to be honest, I think a lot of that like comes from your body type I, I think when you do have a more masculine body type, you mm-hmm. tend to also portray a sort of um I mean for women uh, you do also tend to portray like sort of a gender fluid uh presentation you know um I'm not so sure about the data on that i I'm, I'm not, but th- these are just like me uh, from my anecdotes and from like what I've seen from people. Mm-hmm. um yeah like uh butch uh, uh butch women uh they tend to be uh, quite masculine and s- they sometimes do- uh, feel o- uh, okay like being seen as a dude and stuff i'm not talking about tomboys per se I mean, these are like a complete different category um, tomboys in the sense that like they are women uh, they grow out their hair but they okay. t- like doing masculine activities like p- uh, playing sports and playing video games like like i'm not talking about th- those necessarily i'm talking about like like pe- people who like bulk up like you know th- they have like uh, sort of masculine sexual traits you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so so for these
0: people who are like uh, more more or less gender fluid and the non-binary yeah. types let's say right yeah how how would you like like because like you know, what wh- what what's the connection between them and, and medical transitioning? Because you know, medical transition transitioning tends to be a little bit of a, a permanent thing, right? It, it sort of has a, a certain permanence in them in it. So what about these people who are gender? Okay, fluid?
1: so uh, mm-hmm. about that, um, yes, there are permanent effects of medi- uh, medically transitioning, mm-hmm. but. Um, It's only a few like, uh, so if I give an example for a trans woman, uh, when they start taking hormones, uh, there's only like few things that will become permanent such as breast formation Mm -hmm. and, uh, Okay, I can't think of anything else, but (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. mostly best formation. But everything else actually is uh, arbitrary, whether it will be permanent or not. Um, So some definitely aren't like uh, the thinner of the the, the more smooth skin sort of feeling, the more... Uh, The reduction of uh, facial hair, the reduction of uh, body hair in general, Mm. the feminization of your face, because your face does get feminized when you take um, these hormones. And if you stop taking them, it will go right back. So um, all of these are not permanent. There are uh, it's only breast formation, I believe, that is permanent.
0: Right. So so going
1: back to the topic. Yeah. yeah,
0: How do these people like what would you suggest? Because. Like let's say if if I mean I, I understand that early transitioning might be helpful for some people, mm-hmm. but for people like this, let's say if if you manage to to you know you transition at a certain point, and then you have this feeling where you want to switch, right? I'm so like, I'm not so sure
1: about the medical terms up, up, mm-hmm. up for this. Like I'm mm-hmm. not so sure, um, like how whether they do even take any medication. I'm, right, uh, probably mm-hmm. they. Um, Okay, I, I'm guessing they might take hormone blockers, but you do need hormones in your body. So I'm not—I don't think that's what they're doing. They—they they are. I—I they, I believe they don't really do anything medical-wise. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I know, I, I'm kind of uneducated in this topic. Uh, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if I were to advocate for anything, I would say like you know just consult your doctor be a professional uh, right yeah, yeah that should, consult, be, that should yeah. be the,
0: the right yeah. right way to go about it
1: yeah um mm-hmm. i mean if uh, like if, it, if it's just like putting on a dress one day and then like you know uh mm-hmm. putting putting on like a, a, a shirt the other day and no medical uh, uh intervention necessary yeah, that, that's right? a lot easier right yeah yeah mm-hmm. um it do it does tends to be the case that um uh, these non-binary uh, people would want, uh, if they do have bre- uh, uh, like large breasts, they would want breast reduction surgery. Mm-hmm. So that is something I'm aware of. Like, they would like just uh, reduce the size of their breast, or probably sometimes even remove it. They would go as far as to remove their breast. Right, surgery. and and I suppose uh, breast reduction
0: surgery would sort of uh, it still allows them the the ability to to sort of. Yeah, um, dress up more feminine sometimes.
1: Yeah, and also right. like uh, dress up more as a dude. more masculine as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So I, I think those are the things that they do. But again, I'm 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 not so sure about uh, this because uh, I I do have a gender fluid person, but uh, because they live in Dubai currently, mm-hmm, don't mm-hmm. know how she does it. Uh, but yeah, she, uh, they live in Dubai currently, so. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not so mm-hmm. sure how she goes about it. To to me, it sounds like she she, uh, she either decides, okay, I want to present uh, as a dude this day, or I want to present as a sort of more feminine this way.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so, so would it be right to say that if if you have more of a fluid experience of gen of your gender, mm-hmm. it's probably more advisable to speak to a professional first before pursuing any uh, medical interventions. Let's say.
1: Um, for this, I, I, I actually, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I tend to be the person who always advocates for gender transitioning at any stage. Uh And I, I, I really don't like the idea of justifying your identity to get a medical transition. I mean, this is my, mm-hmm. uh, from my, me personally, I, I really don't believe you need to uh, have gender dysphoria or have gender euphoria to be trans i believe you can be trans because you just want to be trans you know um, right, but isn't i, that, I really isn't don't that like bit, the but isn't
0: that a little bit dangerous because like I'm. I'm not really sure. I'm not.
1: I'm not advocate. I'm not advocating. Uh, this to for like young children or anything. By the way, <laughs> I. I only advocate this. Uh, to the. Uh, people who. Uh, consent to what they want to do. Like, if if you're fully aware of the risk, and they do tell you the risk, mm-hmm. quite, you know. Like sometimes I feel like they tell you the risk, so um, more so than they. Tell you about like surgery uh, risk and stuff, you know. Right, like, right. So, like so I, I've so I've more... gone for uh, ankles mm-hmm. uh, like uh, like finger surgery and stuff, and and they like sort of gloss over some of the uh, risks that that comes with the surgery. But mm. uh, and I feel like you know finger surgery was a, a lot more uh, like sort of um, prevalent than uh, like g- gender uh, like ho- uh, hormonal. Uh, medical, uh, uh, not surgery by the way, uh, uh, sort of a h- hormonal regimen. Uh, I-, I-, I do believe that like the dangers of our hormonal um, mm-hmm. a re- uh, a assignment is like on the low side of things, right? Know? So, like so, it's really on the low side so basically, you're
0: saying that it's important for the person to be informed about the the pros and cons of of
1: surgery. i think they, they will be informed regardless but mm-hmm. I, I believe mm-hmm. if if you're if you're informed about it uh you, you should you should be allowed to go for it because right. right now it's very hard for you to get hormones unless you have i mean in malaysia at least um and, and in other parts of the world as well uk as well has this sort of policy where if you um if you want hormones, you need to show that you're trans. You need to sort of prove that you're trans, mm-hmm. and, and like that—that's such a and, and you thing. feel you feel that that's inappropriate. I, th- I think that's completely dumb. I- I'm sort of like I- I'm like I- I'm big on freedoms, so I, but, I feel but, like but you're so sort it, of denying their also, freedom to. Present but isn't
0: it also true that sometimes we're just not sure? Like it, it could be that, you yeah, know? but
1: it doesn't matter because they want it. And if but, they but want isn't it, badly, that, isn't that
0: going to be harmful? Because like, you know, certain effects of uh, even, even if of the hormones, right. Certain I mean,
1: I, I don't mind be, uh, them knowing the risk, but mm-hmm. if they know the risk and they still want to do it, I still, I, I believe they should be able to do it. Even if they don't exhibit any uh, signs of being, right. uh, having gender dysphoria, um, they should have the ability to transition if they want to, knowing the risk. We do this on everything, by the way. Right, every, yeah. every sort of a, we, it's only about trans topics. We're just so afraid to uh, to sort of give people freely the hormones that they require to mm-hmm. transition, uh, sometimes out of their own expense as well. Like uh, paying for, you know, you you are paying for the hormones, right? But it still goes under so much loopholes. I do believe that. Some of this is tied with the idea of detransitioning. Okay, this is like sort of conspiratorial. So I don't know if you want me to talk about it, but I do believe like doctors are reluctant to give you sort of uh, hormones because they're scared that it'll add on to the statistic that you're detransitioning. This is like a conspiracy theory in my head though. <laughs> right, right, it right. M- so, it might not be the case but I really do I I think I think that's
0: an interesting I mean it's an interesting thing. I I want to come back to that a little bit yeah. later. But but yeah, I want yeah, sure. I want to basically uh sort of summarize what what you've mentioned. So yeah. and, and I want to see if I got it correctly. So basically you you're basically saying that it is it's currently i hyper regulated and yes yes like, yeah it's very mean, hard
1: yeah you feel it's that it's hyper
0: regulated and you feel that as long as it's an adult and uh you know he or she is able to consent to it uh, knowing all the, the the different you know pros and cons, then it should be okay. It should be allowed. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't I, I really don't
1: believe you need uh like right uh, so so there's, there's no need for for uh, uh, a medical like like okay, I, I will uh, talk about like the procedure you need to go through mm-hmm. in order to get the hormones you require, sometimes require, okay, by the way, mm-hmm. um, you need to first get yourself, you need to go to a, a therapist, mm-hmm. um, a psychologist or um, a psychiatrist, either one, and you, you, from them, you need to get a certificate. A gender dysphoria certificate. You you exhibit signs of gender dysphoria, and the uh, and to treat this sort of condition, you need to medically transition. You then have to head over to an endocrinologist, who will prescribe you hormones, and they tend to not prescribe you the best of hormones, to be honest. Um, but it's something you have to live with, you know. Um, and uh, what do you mean there?
0: What do you mean they don't? They tend not to prescribe you the best of hormones. Uh
1: well. I, I don't want to go to the nitty-gritty of it because it is very complicated. But um, j- j- uh, like uh, horm- uh, hormones for trans people is still on the early side of um, you know, it, it's still very new. You know, like uh, talking about hormones and stuff. Uh, currently, I believe doctors are not prescribing the best of hormones, and this is I'm talking from another doctor. Like uh, there, there is a doctor who did extensive research on how to uh, maximize the happiness and the uh, tr- uh, the wanted effects of what trans people want. Uh, they sort of like went for that. And going for that, they realized that there's a lot of stuff doctors are not doing to help mm-hmm. trans uh, people. Um, it, it tends to be the case that uh, doctors will just prescribe the Uh, the uh, hormones the the basic hormones that's uh, that's just suggested I suppose Uh, there's no like uh, deeper thinking because it is a complicated subject I I will agree it's very complicated usually like and it requires like a lot of um, thinking and a lot of research as well but I, I do feel like um Doctors are; they tend not to be educated on this topic as much as they should be, and also because it's a very taboo topic to talk about, so they do tend not to research about it that much, uh, so that's also a thing. In Malaysia, lah, um, in other countries, I do believe it's better, but specifically in Malaysia, they just tend to um, give you very basic hormones. Um, if I get into the nitty gritty areas, we're going to spend hours. Well, I guess I guess, I guess I'm not
0: going to get too much into the nitty gritty of yeah. the medical aspect as well because I, I don't think I'm also qualified enough to be able to to question a little bit more. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've well, to, to be honest, that there's there's a lot of of research. Like I'm actually like right now I'm looking at Google Scholar. Yeah, and yeah, There's a lot of research on both sides of the coin, so I'm not going to to. Well, I I don't, I don't wanna I don't wanna pretend to take. Uh, to know what i don't know yeah and i don't want to uh sort of how do you say i don't i don't want to make it heavy on one side or the other but i'm gonna let's 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 talk a little bit more about about uh maybe more more towards the experience of of transitioning itself Mm -hmm. you know because uh again i i think we 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 made it clear that that you believe that people should be able to transition as long as they want to yes Uh, yes. And I, you know, and and uh, yeah. So so, despite as long as they know the pros and cons, yeah, yeah, they should be yeah. able to. What? Uh, what? Uh, maybe maybe this this is where I want to ask you more about your personal view of this. Like, why do you believe
1: that? Uh I, I because um, I just think that you're giving the freedom to the person that chooses to do this, right? No, because um,
0: because it's kind of like. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, like, if, if I were to take those principles and apply it to a lot of other situations, mm-hmm. there's a lot of even more controversial things that might. And again, I want to know your views on the more controversial things as, as well. So, like, for instance, uh, um, euthanasia, let's say, right? Uh, so I, I don't much,
1: know what that is. Sorry. Uh,
0: so, uh, as, uh, I think it's also known as assisted suicide. Where, oh okay, yeah. Where you know you you could so so it's it's pretty much the the the, the same concept as well. It's like if I could go. To... <laughs> oh,
1: okay, I I don't think that that comparable. Right. Like, so uh, I I
0: understand that the the effects itself is definitely not comparable because one is like death and the yeah, other. Yeah, I
1: I feel really uncomfortable like uh, mm. comparing the two. Right. I I would say more like um. Taking hormones is like having a tattoo on your body. Like I, I feel like that's how mm-hmm. like. Um,
0: okay, so you feel it, that the effects are not as bad as as what
1: they the The effects are not really as bad. Yeah, they're really, they're really mm-hmm. like, like I said, a lot of the stuff is reversible. By the way, if you just stop taking stuff, uh, hormones, like depending on the hormones you take, obviously, um, a lot of the stuff is reversible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for if you take testosterone, the uh, only like permanent effect of that one is facial hair on top of my head, and if you take um, Uh, estrogen the only um, permanent effect of that is breast formation well after besides that everything else is just temporary as long as you're taking the hormone Mm -hmm. you will uh sort of have the effects of that but once you stop taking it it will instantly revert back so uh for me instance right um if i stop taking my hormones um I will uh, start ex- uh, exhibiting, uh, I'll start like bulking up instantly. I'll start, uh, my, uh, my facial hair will start coming back. My uh, body hair will start coming back. But uh, because I'm uh, more, I'm taking more uh, like the estrogen. It's like suppressing a lot of uh, these effects. A lot, a lot of these is reversible. That's why I advocate for it. It, Mm -hmm. It's not as scary as some people make it out to be. Right, right. It's it's just like having. I I, maybe tattoo is like the closest thing I can think of right now on top of my head, because you can have a tattoo and you can like remove it whenever you want. I mean there's a procedure to remove it but like you know you did like consent to the tattoo being placed on you in the first place right. so but so I suppose
0: a... the, the only differentiating factor here is that it's it's really the, the keyword here is reversible like because hormones are reversible therefore they yeah. should be a lot more accessible
1: yeah yeah it, right. sh- it should be way easier i'm mm-hmm. not advocating for surgeries i'm i'm just advocating for like uh, hormones because right I so, like so it's
0: more of the hormonal part but not so much the yeah. surgery
1: part Surgery, I, 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 because I feel like surgery is a little bit like... A lot more irreversible, right? Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, yeah. Uh, surgery tends to be expensive, first of all. So mm. I, I, I do feel like uh, that should be, you know, are, are you sure you want to do this kind of thing? But mm-hmm. if a trans person does display signs of gender dysphoria and you're restricting them in some ways uh, on certain surgery, I think that is completely stupid um that's insane to me like like uh, I, I don't know why mm-hmm. this certain medical institutes do that um but like general surgery for people um i don't want to restrict them per se but like i i i just i would rather them be more careful about that you right know?
0: right so that's something that you would advocate being a little bit more critical
1: yeah 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 mm-hmm. like and I, I i'm not saying that oh you, you need to be sure you're trans in order to have uh uh, ch- uh, like, you know, uh, these surgeries, I-, I would just advocate for a, a little like, uh, like, you know, uh, maybe like uh, really like understand the risks for, for surgeries, because surgeries right. are mm-hmm. a lot more dangerous, to- it tends to be and a lot more permanent, uh, you know, and um, are you sure you want to consent to this? I think, it, 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 like when placing the big fear sign, it should be mm-hmm. on the surgery side. It should of be things. on the surgery part. Yeah, and, and not the hormone, hormonal part of things, because hormonal part is, mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 like whatever, you know. <laughs> right.
0: Okay. Okay. I get you. Yeah. Right. This this is cool. Yeah. Uh, right. I guess let's 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 move on to a little bit more on on a few other topics. I don't think we have sure. much time left. Okay. But I do I do want to touch a little bit on on some of the the topics that might be critical to uh trans people. So like for instance you mentioned at the start that you know uh talking about the medical part about uh trans people can be a little bit touchy. Yeah. Right? So can you can you talk a little bit can you let me let us know a little bit for even even for the audiences as well like what exactly or why exactly is it touchy and and how what what would be the best way to approach someone to talk about uh Matters relating to you know, um, trans, uh, trans people, let's say,
1: yeah. So, like, uh, the reason why I, I believe, like, okay, so I, I guess there's a few questions you should avoid when asking a trans person, okay? Um, v- a very obvious one, to, like, don't ask them if they had the surgery or not. That's just like, <laughs> I, like I don't understand, <laughs> you know, um, uh, sort of question why you're asking that, uh. I, I, I right, really so, so basically
0: you're saying don't ask them if they had a like like a you know like a surgery like a you know a reconstruction of genitalia that that kind of surgery
1: yeah it's such it's just such a weird question to ask or, or like um like what's your uh, like how like uh, like or are you planning on having it it's a very personal question that like trans people sort of like think about you know and mm. i i think that it's no place for anyone to ask about anything it's like me asking someone else like oh are you circumcised by the way like what what question dude (laughs) like I I don't understand like why it's so normal for cis people I know you're curious I I really understand I can understand cis people in in some cases because I did ask the question myself uh, back when I was like a a cis guy because you are very curious but I think it's something you should sort of keep to yourself you know Right. Um, mm-hmm. A sort of a uh, thing, uh, and like asking about people's like medical history, like whether they are taking hormones and stuff, and like how they're transitioning. It, these are like very per- mm-hmm. like in terms of medical transitioning, like you know, asking like what hormones you're taking. It feels too personal for the for the thing. These t- these things like you you know you want to keep private. Um,
0: right, but know, but what like, if uh, but what if let's say let's say what if I I I see this person. Mm-hmm. And I suspect that the person is a trans person, yeah. right?
1: And then, what what would be the best approach? So personally, I go by like like how they present. Like, I, I I'm at the stage where I I just I see the person if they are w- w- wearing like feminine clothes, mm-hmm. I'll just use uh, a she/her pronouns. I'll, I'll like treat them as a woman, you know, regardless of how they look. Um, I I go more on the dressing sort of uh, uh, like of how they are but if it turns out that they are actually a guy you know um, uh, they're just they're just wearing very feminine clothes I'll instantly correct myself you know Um, uh, I I think that's like completely fine as well Mm -hmm. Um, right so so
0: I like I like what what you mentioned yeah so
1: basically you're saying that it's
0: uh, go go by what you see, right? That that's the yeah. best possible bet that you can make instead yeah, of, yeah. of questioning it further. I just...
1: I, I mean, you don't mm. need to be so critical. Like, you don't mm. need to like sort of guess. You know, like to do like secondhand guessing. Like, just any t- if you see someone like wearing a f- like you know a woman's top, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like woman's jeans, uh, wearing quite feminine clothes. They have I don't know nail polish, and if you can see that they have like lipstick or eye- like you know, eyeliner. I don't see why, in any case, you would you would see that person as a dude. Um, just, just 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 like you know, treat them as a woman when they present such feminine traits. Right. Well, what e- about, even if you think that they are trans. Hmm. Well, what about what about people who are
0: like uh, you know? It's their gender presentation is quite, to be honest, quite confusing. Like you can't really put them in either box.
1: Then just you know, like they, like non
0: binaries, right? So
1: yeah, I'll, just then you stay them, right? Like if you right. really can't tell, if you're really in a situation where you can't tell uh, a person's gender, just default to they/them. Like right, I, but, but we already, but what we already person... do this in some cases, right? Like in, in mm. English language, if we are, we're, where uh like if their gender is unambiguous, like it's not stated anywhere, uh, it, like no information is given about the person, we'll just default to they/them. Oh, they
0: went but, but, to the store. But let's say if I'm addressing a person, so like, see, m- one of the concerns is this. So let's say the person does not want to be addressed as they, them. They would prefer he, him, right? Okay. So for instance, but then but then, uh, I can't really tell based on the presentation of that person's gender. Mm-hmm. So would it be, I don't know, would it be offensive if I use they, them when in fact they are he, him? Or should I just ask what what
1: pronouns do you prefer? I don't like asking for pronouns. Mm. Um, I think it does... Personally, this is my opinion. I think asking pronouns does a little bit more harm than good. Because when you ask, when you go up to a person and ask them their pronouns, you're basically saying, oh, by the way, I don't know what you are. You look like a clusterfuck to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, what pronouns do you go by? Sort of, sort of. That, that's the sort of impression. Right. I So, I, I like that. So, you see, <laughs> I,
0: I think I think that's that's a very original idea because yeah, honestly,
1: I, I I really I, I really do. I, I the the notion of asking pronouns is a little bit lost on me. Right. Um, if you really um, like. Uh, no, as in, as I, in, I didn't I like really to, sway on the utility What I mean is it. that I like your
0: idea Like It's yeah. it's sort of quite an original idea the, the, the idea that you know You shouldn't be asking for pronouns Because it's like It's, it's more harmful to some degree right? uh, you, you Yeah, should... I, I, I really yes.
1: do believe Like you know mm. If you present in a very masculine way Just default mm. to he, him And if you present in a very feminine way uh, Default to she, her And if you right. can't tell mm. They, them I mean, it, it like solves everything. Right. So, and if you do fuck up, like say you like assumed wrongly, right? Mm. I, I, they will. Uh, trans people will normally inform you, mm. uh, like, oh, I'm actually a woman, lol, and you can like instantly correct yourself. Right, right. Like okay. so that's and that's and right. they are gonna feel hurt, um, mm. but I feel like the the you like like the uh, uh like I'm a sort of a consequentialist. I, I feel like you're helping other trans people when you guess their gender. Uh, correctly more Because when you uh, When you assume correctly The gender pr- uh, the, the, the trans person Will feel all sorts of euphoria <laughs> Right You know, like they will so, feel uh, All sorts of good things
0: So I, I sort of I sort of like that That idea Because I think yeah. it's, it's pretty straightforward I think it's uh, You know, it's Well, it's 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 Quite uh, intuitive In that sense, yeah. right? Yeah. But, but, you know um, <clears throat> the, the fact is there's There's a lot of people Who would disagree with you In fact so and, I know, and, and yeah, I'm definitely I, not yeah. one of them. But there's there is a lot of people who disagree with you, and they yeah, would yeah like,
1: I know, you know, I know it's a little bit of a touchy subject. Uh, yeah, even so, so in my is... LGBT community, I think I'm the only one who thinks like this. Uh, right,
0: right. I but I, I really like feel like you're actually saying that out because because that's amazing. But yeah. but I just I just want to know, like, so uh, th- there's there's a lot of people out there who would advocate for the total opposite of what you said. So they would be like, you know, even if I'm 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 obviously presenting as a male but they would be like i should actually put a bracket beside my name saying he him you know and, and this is like like a rampant thing as well if if you go online uh there's oh, a yeah. lot of, you know there's a lot of social media uh profiles where this this actually is is a thing now so like you know yep. you put your your pronouns beside your name so what do you think about that
1: uh i think that they're just trying to be like helpful allies um I I don't mind about the she uh, the the pronoun usage on profiles. That that's like mm-hmm. completely fine to me because, uh, um, like it tends to be that a few people will put pronouns on their bi- bio and they don't even because they don't have like a profile picture of themselves. Right. Okay. That's uh, that's, that's fine. But but you know
0: what about the fact that you know if I'm presenting as uh, a male, then
1: I if- think they're just trying to normalize. Uh, uh, pr- pronouns right. on their bios mm. um because obviously if only trans people put pronouns on their bios mm-hmm. it's going to be quite obvious who is trans and who isn't trans you know right like, so mm-hmm. if everyone puts pronouns on their bios um it's kind of like you know is this person trans like you won't like sort of like have like sort of a. Uh, like you won't be able to basically tell who's uh, right right that. so
0: well, so the yeah. idea is that so that people are no longer able to to discriminate based on that fact alone mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's it's mostly like that's the utility of it la. like uh mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. pronouns and the bio for for even cis people that's that's why like they 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 like um like as as a helpful ally they mm-hmm. tend to put pronouns in their bio even if they're like obviously uh male and stuff right. but like i'm talking about like real life like you know mm-hmm. i i don't like like uh people coming up to me and like oh what gender are you by the way or, or like what uh Oh, what pronouns do you use? Like, yeah, and it's
0: a and it's a difficult place to start a conversation, yeah. you know. Like, I oh, I your, I, your I your really think What are your pronouns? Like, yeah. you know, it's.
1: <laughs> I, I I mean, there's a lot of like uh like uh places that would actually do that. Like, they they would ask me like, oh, what's your pronouns, by the way? Mm. Uh, just 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 to make sure I'm like not like hurting you in some way. I I, I really like. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. As a trans person myself, I I believe if you gender me correctly. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be su- way more happy, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like, uh, uh, th- th- these are my thoughts though, like, um, I'm not so sure what's how this view goes to like non-binary people. I tend to be quite uneducated on like non-binary people, even though mm-hmm. I had like non-binary friends. Um, it- it's just hard um, for me to sort of uh, visualize uh, their sort of gender dysphoria, but I-, I believe they'll be okay with it as well. Like, I'm pretty sure, like when you default to, uh, like, um, gender. If you're if you're gender ambiguous, I guess I have the mm-hmm. best word I can use, right? If you're gender ambiguous, like defaulting to they them is like completely fine, you know. I I've not heard any like trans person, like any like a uh, uh, female presenting trans person to be like uh, completely against they them, like mm-hmm. like you know, like people tend to use they them. Uh, When they're not so sure of their gender, but they do get hurt when you gender um, a masculine, uh, sorry, a feminine person as uh, he, him, like, like, you know, that's when it causes like a lot of. Because that's
0: that seems a bit deliberate, isn't it? Like you're already presenting yourself as feminine and then I call you a he.
1: Yeah, it's right? it mm. doesn't even make sense. Like you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like well, there's no utility to that. Like well, what's what's the point? You know, like like you're literally being a dick. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm not so sure if I'm allowed to swear, but yeah, <laughs> you, you, you're literally um, doing this uh, to, mm. to like cause harm to the person. Right? Like if you if the say a trans person walks into a dinner uh, like a, like a dinner table, right, and you go say like, oh yeah. Uh, he, uh, him, in that red dress, like yeah, and you and you mean? know, you
0: know what's what's even worse when they do yeah. this quote-unquote thing, you know, quote-unquote her.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that's
0: yeah, it's like, like, really terrible. Like uh, yeah, yeah it's it, but but I guess it's it's all it's all down to the fact that it's just
1: it's uh, just like maximizing. Like uh, <laughs> I, I I really do believe like in these cases they're just like maximizing pain like they really know how to like right like a trans person sad it's kind of scary you know in some cases where they really like uh like this this is some people who are anti-trans they they like search for the most harmful terms to use Mm -hmm. that uh that would maximize our pain It, it really like okay like talking like um if you don't mind me talking about like some of the stuff that they've used like they will call um, tra- uh, tra- trans um, uh, trans feminine people Tim's and they will call uh, trans uh, masculine people uh, tiffs so uh, Tim as in Timmy you know the name Timmy Tim mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so Tim is trans identifying males right. they would be so yeah it's like they really know how to make a trans person feel all sorts of dysphoria right right? it's like you're identifying but you're still male yeah it's so like what the fuck Mm. dude like Mm. calm down with your fucking hatred you know (laughs) take it a a, a step back like we're trying to just Mm. live you know we're not we're not like killing you in any way we're not like hurting you in any way we're just trying to do our own thing and you like sort Mm. of like give us all sorts of pain and dysphoria like these things do hurt like uh, you know people they really do hurt people when you say stuff like this you are like increasing their suicidality rate so, so it's it's not like like you're not harming the person like people might say like oh it's just a joke bro but like you are ca- like you know pushing someone closer to suicide when you do this so like i i feel like in this case like you know just just ch- take a chill pill and just you know gender correctly it's, it's not that hard and it's it's not that deep bro like <laughs> like calm
0: down so dude. so it's actually it's actually quite basically what you're advocating for is that in most cases uh stick to what you see the person presenting as yeah 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 like like
1: that's so, the crux of uh, the thing so i
0: guess i guess that makes a lot of sense in, in that yeah sense. yeah I, I i just want to move on to a little to talk a little bit about the other pronouns uh sure. in in the asian context so not really pronouns but you know like like what you said there are some derogatory terms uh, use like you know, Tims and tiffs, right, right. Yeah. But I, I suppose this is more Western to some degree. But what about like yeah. you know the Malaysian uh, or even the Asian terms? Uh, like you know, I don't know if you're familiar. They, they tend to use words like lady boy, let's say, or mm-hmm. or even like uh, pondan. You know, uh, what I... about these terms? What are your thoughts about these terms I- in Malaysia? And also, and also the fact that these terms seem to to develop a kind of uh, it's like it. it even even those people who are uh, you know even trans people tend to use that terms. Uh, I you... I am yeah.
1: completely fine if the person like sort of identifies with ladyboy, hmm. but. I do believe it does more harm than good, you know. Like uh, I, I think these people just tend to be unaware of uh, like uh, other how other trans people feel because
0: right. So, so like, you feel that like, that kind of identity itself is is a bit derogatory. Is that
1: correct? I, I, I'm I, I'm really like, un, like unsure about these uh, things because like in on the one hand they are identifying as uh, as this identity right so i i don't want to sort of like take away that from them but in the same time that sort of identity that you're presenting um the, the ladyboy identity uh if used against the wrong people like like say like uh, they call like a trans woman a ladyboy mm-hmm. like it has like a bo- like it has a masculine sort of connotation to lady boy obviously there's like boy in the name right right so it will be derogatory to a trans woman if you say um oh you're a lady boy but there are a lot of um trans people uh trans women in thailand who say that they are lady boys but Right. Yeah, so it, it's I'm a just, very I'm confusing things to talk about. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah, I'm just I'm just wondering because I'm I'm wondering to what extent culture also plays a role because you see the thing is, uh, even when you talk about the, the term trans woman or trans man or or you know a trans person, right? So even even these uh, uh, terms seem to have its anchor in, in yeah. Western society and the English language per se. Yeah, but but you know when you come down to Asia, there's a lot of terms that that are are typically purely Asian.
1: Yeah, you know? but so, I I believe they will call themselves lady boy and stuff and all of this stuff. But I I, I think I can I can confidently say that hmm. they want to be viewed as a woman. So yeah, like yeah yeah. So 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 it's like it's
0: like what they mean is that right. But yeah. then you know lady boy is still an English word. But but I'm yeah. referring to more of like those other words like um uh, I think of any right now. Yeah, yeah sorry. The, what, what were you uh, saying
1: the third gender third spirit and then like like the, the hijra like people
0: hijra yeah so, so you see those those kind of, of terms right they seem to be something that's completely different like this this they don't directly imply gender uh as the english terms would yeah and and they're, they're completely different so i'm wondering if it's also an east west thing and and how much does the term itself
1: affect the way they see I th- it? I think it like depends on the language as well, because there are languages that don't have any pronouns, you know, like they're just ambiguous on all their pronoun usage. Um, and then you have France where there's uh, uh, like, you know, they gender everything. <laughs> they gender like uh, fucking, uh, sorry. My God, they they gender like a cup or something you know like uh, they say a uh, cup or a le cup i don't know like i i don't know uh, french mm-hmm. that well but yeah they gender everything so like i i think it does depend on the language as well
0: right um mm. well i i guess i guess what i'm really curious to know is that how much does a language actually affect your experience of a yeah, gender yeah yeah
1: i i mm-hmm. think it tends to be like when ge- uh, gender um I think uh, thinking thinking about this is actually like very interesting because uh, I I do think like language has like a big role to play. Uh, mm-hmm. When I talk ab- uh, about these topics, I usually like I'm talking about it in an English sense, right? Um, which is important because English is the most common language used uh, besides Chinese, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, uh, I I think uh, uh, as long as you're, I, I believe, right as long as you're not like harming anyone and you you know what you you're not like purposely harming someone i think it's fine to use whatever they're comfortable with you know like uh, as long as the harm is not deliberate yeah 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 so if you do like like you know harm someone like uh without you knowing um yeah that's about something else right Pronouns usage and everything i think I, I think it's like okay to some degree i mean trans people tends to be uh, tend to be very understanding in these cases you know like obviously there there are like you know bad examples there there are like uh, like trans people who get like really particular about this
0: mm-hmm.
1: but eh, i feel like they're like sort of not the... They're probably the... the, the they're friendly. not the majority of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so they, they're probably
0: like the, the rotten ones that seem to give everyone else a bad name, right?
1: I, I, I wouldn't call them rotten. <laughs> like, uh, I, I just feel like they tend to, uh, you know, sort of... Um, I, I feel 100%. like they're doing more harm to our, uh, like, our sort of... A, a, our role than doing good. You know, when you get to like... When you get too, like... Uh, uh, when you, when you get too, like sort of uh, too much into this gender because like, I can understand it from a cis person as well. Like a cis person probably like has no idea, right? They, they, they like, they don't know anything about this and you're expecting them to like, like suddenly like learn about all of gender theory and like pronoun usage and like accepting mm-hmm. different pronouns. And like, you know, it's to be, um, it, it's a lot to ask from a person, you know? So, I just, what I advocate for is very simple to cis people to understand. Um, And like, so they won't, and I'm giving cis people this privilege uh, for it being, for it being so easy. So so they don't fuck it up, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So like, all the stuff I advocate for is super easy. So if you now go out of your way to gender someone incorrectly, Mm. Now you're just being a dick, <laughs> you right, know. Like right. mm-hmm. you're just like causing harm unnecessarily, you know. Mm. If a person is really like presenting feminine, and you uh y- you are going out of your way to look for certain details that they they might be uh, masculine, mm-hmm. I I feel like like what what are you doing? There are women who are born women, cis women, right? They're, they're like. And they and you you like misgender them because you you have this idea that they might be trans even though they are a, like they, they are they are like you know they're cis women as well. So like th- this sort of thinking sort of hurts uh, uh, like not just trans people but like actual women as well. Like they will mm-hmm. then start questioning like oh my god am I like a boy oh my god it, 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 like how am I presenting like I don't want to harm them like I don't want them to be in the crossfire in this as well. So right. just like what I advocate for is like super simple, super easy. I feel, um, and nothing like you know asking about pronouns. I I I think this is like, to me, the the best sort of uh, ways to go about it. Obviously, uh, different communities have different uh, um, sort mm-hmm. of uh, things. It tends to be like in very like an uh, LGBT communities. Um, So, like, uh, not cis-het related. uh, It tends to be that they ask for pronouns Mm -hmm. um, in the community itself. But this is just within the community itself. Um, Usually, like, um, when going out and about, uh, people don't really practice this. They don't really, like, say, oh, what's your pronouns? What's your pronouns? You know, Mm -hmm. asking, like, a random stranger. It's usually within the LGBT community because... The LGBT community tends to be very vast in their agenda uh, presentation and sexual presentation as well. To be honest, um, you know their sexual orientation presentation as well. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's really interesting, and I
0: really wish we had more time, but. Yeah. uh unfortunately i think we've come towards the like you know the we've we've pretty much talked for an hour right now yeah and, <laughs> and and it was amazing i i i love to you know i i enjoy your opinions i like how your i would say your views are are very much uh they're they're they're, they're inclusive and at the same time they're they're i i find them to be well they're they're very functional and, and useful to some degree you know yeah and um, and that's that's great um
1: I, I guess... All of my goals. I, I guess I, I should state my goals. Like my my goal is to make like everyone as happy as possible. You know, like I want everyone to feel it. Like you know, a sort of like I I don't I don't want to like exclude anybody. I, I I'm very particular and like you know. Uh, right. Maximizing mm. happiness in everyone So th- this this is where Like I'm sort of deriving my Sort of conclusions based upon right um, I care about uh, Trans people uh, trans people, but I Also like equally care about cis people as Well like, you know um, Not saying that like when uh, Like I, 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 trans people should give Up their rights for cis people or anything Like that or, or the other way around um, I'm not advocating for right. uh, so, like so can trans I
0: say you're trying to find a, a, a middle ground and overlap That is that is most productive and most useful.
1: Yeah, I I guess you can say uh, say that. I'm just like I I don't want to I don't want to hurt our community in any way, but I also don't want to. Um, make us, I, I don't want this to seem scary, you know, we, we're not mm. that scary, like, like, chill. <laughs> like, uh, I feel like people tend to uh, see trans uh, topics as like such a taboo topic, but like, I, I, I really want to like sort of want people to accept this as the norm, you know, like there are trans people, mm-hmm. everyone has seen at least one trans people, you might right. not know it, because trans people tend to pass very well. So you, you, like I mean, talking to the audience, like you have probably seen one, you know. Trans women pass very well. Trans men have passed very well. You've you've seen one, definitely. The statistical data supports that. You. Know? I've seen many. Yeah, you're just very. You you tend to be kind of unaware yeah. of it. And
0: I think I think it's not it's not like it's not something that's that's well, of course, it's of some, course, to yeah. some degree, you know, you can you can actually notice people and you yeah. know. And say that they're different, but yeah, you're right. in In many cases, they seem to to pass pretty well as, uh, yeah. as uh, yeah. So I I think I think that's that's a good point there.
1: Yeah. So yeah. So
0: so I I wanna I wanna just uh, ask you a few things. Like I I'm not sure how comfortable you are to to. Uh, like like, do you want to be reached out to? Is there is there any social media or any channels that you would like to be reached out sure. to? Sure, yeah, you, uh, I mean. like
1: anything trans related, or if you want to like, contact me as a person, I guess I can give my uh, Twitter by my Twitter and my Instagram. Um, so that's uh, fairy free. Uh,
0: uh, can you spell that for us?
1: Yeah, so F A E R I, F R I E. Fairy free.
0: F a e r i f r i e. Yeah. So that's fairy fry.
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah. I guess you can say it like that. Uh, (laughs) I'll put it in the chat, uh, so it's easier for you. Sure,
0: sure, sure. I think, I think, yeah, that that would be great.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So any any last uh, words that you'd like to to you know to say to to maybe other trans people out there and also to other uh, cis people. Oh
1: yeah. So to the trans people. I, you know, I I, I, I really like a, if you are sort of like in your transition, I, I wish you the best. Um, I know stuff is a little bit scary in Malaysia, but um, it's, it's not that scary in the same time. You know, there are worse places that you can be and uh, try to live your best life and live as safely as you can. And to all the cis people, please be try. Please be understanding to like uh trans people you know don't, don't be so mean to them uh it might be like hip and everything to be so mean to a trans person it might look like you're owning them but you are causing them pain and i'm pretty sure you wouldn't want like a death on your conscience right when you do like cause these like you know when you when you're being so hurtful to a trans person it does push them closer to suicide so, so this topic is like very um uh, like personal so please try to be respectful like you know as much as you can i'm not i'm not trying to like take away your freedom from speech or anything i just want you to like think about what you say you know i i, I yeah so that's what i would advocate for um so yeah to cis people just you know try to be understanding uh try to be try to watch out for what you say just just have decent respect for the person right and to all the trans people like you got this i believe in you there are success stories i know uh, a trans man who's in a very high position you know so yeah hmm. that's that's what i can say and uh, if you have any like questions like you can like, sort of,
0: yeah, they'll reach out to you through your Instagram and yeah, Twitter. If you,
1: right? Yeah, if you need, if you want any, like, if you, if you want to have any, like, you know, if you want help in joining our community, uh, you can ask me, I will help you in the best way I can. Uh, uh because it is very hard to find communities in Malaysia, it tends to be very hard. So, yeah,
0: all right. So, yeah. thank you very much, Kana, and yeah, no that's no it for this episode of That's What We Do. Uh, Tune in again next week
1: Bye